True Crime Stories, Episode 1, The Boy in the Box In February 1957, a college student stumbled upon the remains of a young boy in the woods of Philadelphia and reported his gruesome discovery to the police. The boy was found badly beaten and laid to rest inside an old bassinet box. His identity wasn't known. Several people came forward with information relating to the case but the police were not able to verify anyone's testimony. One woman, Martha, claimed that her abusive mother bought the boy. Under their roof, he was subjected to physical and sexual abuse. What made the police take interest in Martha's story was her knowledge of details that had not been released to the public. She claimed that shortly before the boy was beaten to death, he ate baked beans, which corroborated the autopsy. She also claimed that he was bathed before his death, which matched the coroner's finding of water-pruned fingers. Though Martha's testimony seemed to match the evidence, her substantial history of mental illness made her unreliable witness. Another lead came from a psychic who accurately described a foster home near where the boy had been found, without even having seen it. Remington Bristow, an employee at the examiner's office, followed the psychic's directions to the foster house. Inside, he discovered a basnet matching the description of the basnet box the boy was found in. He also found blankets similar to the one that he was wrapped up around the boy's body. Because there was no real incriminating evidence against the foster parents, Bristol's findings were dismissed as well. 62 years later, the case of the boy in the box has gone cold. Facial reconstruction technology was provided, mock images of what the boy might have looked like alive, but no one has ever come forward to claim him. DNA and dental testing have also been attempted with no success this far. The identity of the boy in the box remains unknown to this day. Episode 2, Friends to the End Two teens, Kevin Ives and Don Henry, went out hunting one night in Bryant, Arkansas, only to be run over by a cargo train. At first, the 1,987 deaths were deemed a suicide, with the medical examiner saying that the boys had smoked twenty joints and were in a drug-induced coma. When they laid down side by side on the train tracks together. Their families eventually got the case reopened and it was determined that while the boys had smoked a little marijuana, one of them was already dead from stab wounds, while the other was unconscious from a blow to the head when the train struck them. Additionally, a green tarp had been placed over the bodies, likely to prevent the train engineer from spotting them in time to stop. The cause of death was changed to murder, but 
the case was closed in 1995 with no arrests ever made. Some people suspect that the boys encountered locals involved in a meth dealing ring and that the police were somehow involved which would explain the shoddy investigation. Oddly enough, a former WWF wrestler, Billy Jack Haynes, claimed in 2018 that he was there that night after being hired by a local politician to in- intercept a drug deal. Dunn Mura says that this kind of new evidence doesn't rise to the level of credibility that would warrant an update to the segment.